best ingredients. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they have to put. Are you comfortable? Yeah. He, <laughs> he made a chili dog today. Well, that sounds good. Why didn't he make me one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're leaning over to the side. You want me to put it on the arm so you can hang it right in front of you? No, this is fine. You're good? Yeah. All right. If I need to, I'll pick it up. Start rapping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. I've even forgotten how I, we normally started out. Uh, what do I say? What do you say? You say, uh, welcome to the dining room studio and episode to <laughs> whatever it is. I now. know. I don't even know where we are. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the Strongly Worded <laughs> Podcast. Welcome. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in the dining room studio. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Um, I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. Oh, here we go. And we're coming at you today on a Saturday <laughs> from the lovely dining room studio. I'm shaking off the, the it's a su- It's a Sunday. It is. A, did I say Sunday or Saturday? <laughs> Saturday. Oh, jeez. It's been a long time since we've been sitting in front of these mics. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we recorded an episode, which the overriding theme was, we're back. <laughs> we weren't back. No. <laughs> and it was before Mexico. Yes. It was, what, a week or two before Mexico. Yes. And we planned maybe to record in Mexico. You bought microphones. I know. I brought mics, but I got too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there was no recording to be done. I know. It would have been fun, though. The thought was right. I'll bring him next time. Yeah, yeah, sure. We instead had uh, 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 an Uno tournament. Yes. And Did I, win? I won one of those tournaments, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You and Matt. Yeah, that's right. The Uno champions. The, Uno, the international <laughs> Uno champions. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so we were trying to start off our, our episode on family, which we'll have to get back to because we did have some pretty incredible guests lined up that we're going to reschedule and get back to. But in the meantime, uh, we have, um, we're have we on hiatus from a lot of things that were keeping us away from the mics. Yes. And then we had new challenges pop up. <laughs> yeah. So I think our plan today, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still with us in all seven countries... Um, is to catch up and sort of retouch base, share a few stories of our summer with everybody. Yeah, and uh, and then and then we're back for real this time. For real this time, we do. We have um, a break from basketball until October. Yeah, basketball everywhere, really. Everywhere, everywhere. Our travel mm. team, our league, and you'll be still doing stuff at the school, but yeah, pretty manageable. Indeed, nothing on the weekend for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I, um, my work is winding back down now. Our summer, our, our high season is over at work. That was insane. Yeah, you were you were busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I work in amenity management. So when school was out and everybody was at the pool and day camp and and swim lessons and swim team and all that stuff. Yeah, I was not busy. I got a new job, so. Yeah, you had the did did we? You I don't know if we talked about it. At all. all right, well let's start with that. Johnny well, I got a new job. job. I work mm-hmm. from home now, for a marketing company based in Minnesota. So I get up every morning, just brush my teeth and uh, lay in bed. 
and work. <laughs> but now. Well, you have an office. I do have an office. You are laying in the bed to work. Yes. Because. I tore, I know, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Yeah. My left Achilles tendon. Yeah. I should, here, I'll put a picture of what recording looks like in the group so you can see, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. And I wasn't even doing anything special. Well, I wish I wish I could say I was trying to dunk or block a shot. No, <laughs> I was dribbling the ball normal <laughs> yeah. and planted my left foot and my Achilles ruptured right after we got back from Mexico. Yeah, like literally right after the day after we got back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm thankful it didn't happen in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should, should we talk about our great vacation? Though? Yeah, let's start. Let's start with that. So we went to Mexico. Um, I know I mentioned on a previous podcast that I used to do a vacation where family and friends used to cruise every year, but with the pandemic, you know, we didn't cruise. And, you know, I told a bunch of people, hey, you know, I'm not cruising, but I'm going to do something. And, you know, Sue and uh, another friend of ours, Victor, number one, strongly worded fan, <laughs> uh, reached out and said, hey, where you guys are going? We want to go. Mm-hmm. And so we planned a a family trip to Cancun, Mexico, mm. and stayed at a lovely resort called the Rio Dunamar. It was fantastic. Yes, we were there for five days. Lots of drinks and laughter and good conversations. Lots of really good conversations. Yes, you know, I always find when you go on vacation with people that you love that you don't, I mean, like you talk to them normally, but when you're with them every day, all day pretty much, mm-hmm. You get to have deeper conversations, whether it's about your kids or just about your friendship or anything. You have really deep and meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely did that. And, uh, you know, in five days. Let's see. I don't know. I can't remember a time that I've gone away for that length of time with people, more people than just who I was related to. Mm-hmm. But we really found our groove i feel like we gelled really well yeah i mean the kids got along great yeah yeah they had our kids are old enough to hang out together without us mm-hmm. having to chase them around the whole time <laughs> yeah um yeah, yeah it, was it was really perfect it was a good trip we we johnny and i swam with a dolphin yes i swam i forget you know sometimes i forget about that uh, yeah i swam with the dolphins yeah which was insane. So it's something that Carolyn had wanted to do from when we were just talking about going mm-hmm. to Mexico. And so we found an excursion and Joe and Carolyn and I and Johnny and his son Anthony trekked, got on a on a bus <laughs> yep. and went. And it wasn't one thing that I was happy about when we did it is that it wasn't in a big tank. Like it was actually out in the ocean. Yeah. That was very cool because I didn't want to think of them in a big aquarium. Listen. My nerves were on edge, man. That water is deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, and it was really overcast that morning, mm-hmm. so the water was kind of dark. Yeah. And it was, we had the section where we were with them was about, they said 15 feet, right? Yeah, I think it was deeper. Though. But I think it was deeper than So that. do I. And we walked out there and had to get down, like go down the steps <laughs> and get on this little ledge. Yeah. And we were all in our, in our life jackets and stuff. Yeah, but, but you step off that ledge. <laughs> and you don't know what's underneath you. That water, you don't. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was deep. But before we stepped off the ledge, you know, we stand on that little platform thing in the water. Mm-hmm. And they have the dolphin come swim up in front of you and you get to pet it. Yeah. And and that was really cool, I thought, even, too. I didn't realize how big dolphins were. 
does that sound silly? Like, like you see them from like when you're standing on the beach and they're way out there or you get your little stuffed animal dolphin or whatever. You feel like they're sm- I, I was amazed at how big they were. No, that doesn't sound crazy. No. How many times in your life are you standing up close <laughs> on a dolphin? No, I know. But they were gorgeous and they would I mean and soft, like real silky to the touch. Mm hmm. And then after it swam by us a few times and we got to pet it, then we stepped off the ledge. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like directing us to go here or there like we're Olympic swimmers. Well, yeah. The dude like, said, he's of- like, you got to spread out more. I'm like, what am I, Michael Phelps? <laughs> I like, I'm struggling here. I know. It is we're 15. all like scared fat people in life jackets. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you telling me? <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, sir. <laughs> like, uh, I'm kicking my feet. <laughs> I know. I know it was, and yeah, but it was cool. And so then the dolphin kind of swam between us and then Anthony decided not to get off the ledge. So the dolphin kept swimming back by him because they were trained to go swim by when people were standing on that. <laughs> this dude said 15 feet of water. I'm not stepping in that. Yeah. Which was cool because I had a feeling that might happen. Mm-hmm. But then the dolphin swam by him like, more than anybody. I know. He kept going back over there. I'm like, what in the world? I know. That dolphin really wanted him to get in the water, I guess. <laughs> and then we we got back on the platform after it swam through us. And we did. What did we do? We made a dance. We made a dance. Sing. We made a talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then... And then we did the we held on to his fin. Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was yeah, that was the crazy part. We should have gotten to do that more than once, I feel like. We should have gotten to go on a couple rides. Yeah, I mean, you know. And then in the beginning, we purchased an upgrade. Johnny and I each purchased an upgrade for the kids to do the thing where they go Uh. out there and the dolphins come up behind you and and kind of lift you up like there's a dolphin under each foot. Mm hmm. And Anthony was like, fuck no. <laughs> so I ain't doing it. Uh, no, I don't give a damn what you pay. Like, it's it's not jumping off. Like. Right. <laughs> Carolyn did hers and it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then I did Anthony's. Right. Like. And it was a little freaky. Like, Listen. you have to get on, like, float on your stomach in this, in this. And I'm a pretty decent swimmer, you know, but, but you're in this life jacket, this ill fitting life jacket trying to float on your stomach and keep your head above water, waiting for two enormous beasts to swim up behind you and find your foot and lift you up. It was nuts. I can't <laughs> you, believe I did it. But you did it, though. Yeah, it was you super did fun. It. And then we're like, oh, we're getting every single motherfucking picture they took. And then each... <laughs> each picture was $45. $40 dollars for a digital I know. picture. They had me, though. That they tried to act like they couldn't get to you timely. Well. <laughs> I know. But we got ours timely. We got ours timely because you handled some business. <laughs> I made sure we I, got those photos before I, we left. I just let them know I would like to get them before we left That's America. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all. No, that guy was like, dang. <laughs> I just, I just mm-hmm. let him know we'd like to get them timely. Yes. And we did. And they yes. were great. Yes. We did. We chose a couple. Mm-hmm. A few. One of all of us. And Joe was not happy. <laughs> I know. It almost oh, ruined the whole day for him that I no. bought a couple oh, pictures. Yeah, he pouted for a little while. I know. It's, it's a lot of money. I know. I was, get it. But it was worth it. Yeah. It's a lot more. You know, he still, he talked about that yesterday. <laughs> did he really? We were talking. He's like, don't you know the pictures? <laughs> <laughs> 
So we did. We swam with dolphins. Strongly worded swam with dolphins. Yes. And drank a lot. And drank a lot. Ate a lot. The kids did some other excursions. Oh, yeah, the big kids. Yeah, the big kids did um, jet skis, which I know was totally fun. Mm -hmm. And I still haven't seen Gio's pictures from that. Because he did buy a couple pictures. Got to ask him. I kind of forgot until. Then they went ATV and ziplining. And. Oh, cave diving, like right? Cliff, cliff jumping. Diving. Yeah, that's crazy. Johnny Hampton ain't doing that. Yeah, I'm really surprised that Joseph O'Lear Jr. did that. Like I even said, I think, a couple times leading up to the trip that I don't have to worry. He's kind of a fraidy cat like me, so I wasn't really worried about him doing anything crazy. And then he comes back and he says, yeah, I jumped off a 100-foot cliff or whatever. I'm yeah, like, I was what? tripping. Now, like, Matt was the first person I think he told me about it. I was like, what? Well, mm-hmm. I would have watched you. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing I can't. I'm well, Joseph said, do you think you could have watched me do that? And I said, truthfully, I think if I was with you, you probably wouldn't have. You, you know, like have, our, you, you would have talked him out of it. Or, I don't know that I would have talked him out of it, he, but I would have reminded him that he's afraid of stuff. I think the, he felt oh, freer to, to try yeah. something because okay. I wasn't there. That makes sense. Yeah. But I couldn't believe it. But good for him. Yeah. I can say that because he returned to me in one piece. <laughs> and then we made a pact that we would go zip lining Next year. Yeah. Well, I got to see. I got to see, you know. I know. If I can actually do that, <laughs> I might not be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we came back and you ruptured your Achilles. Yeah, we came back. You know, everybody was still at the glow of vacation, but we had a tournament that weekend. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get one light practice in with each of the teams we had. Mm-hmm. And I was with the 14U boys, and we were missing a couple of players, so... I played, and I, I want to say Joe or Victor played too, mm-hmm. so we could have five on five, and we just ran some light stuff, and I made a simple dribble move to get by my son, planted my left foot, heard a loud explosion in my body, mm-hmm. and knew right away that I had torn my Achilles. I didn't know it was ruptured at the time, but I knew that I was injured. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now I'm sitting here in a cast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's sitting here in a cast with his foot up. I'll post a picture. Yep, and so not to be held down, you still went to that tournament. We pushed well, you around in a wheelchair. Well, I actually, so that night, that evening, <laughs> or oh, was the next evening? It was that evening, right? The girls had practice that evening. I went mm-hmm. and did the yep. practice that evening in a wheelchair. Yep. Uh, we bought a wheelchair right away. The only, you know, I kept asking my doctor, am I going to be able to coach? Can I move around? Mm-hmm. And... So that 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 evening, after I tore my Achilles, ruptured it, I uh, did practice with the 14U girls, our travel team, mm-hmm. and against everybody's wishes, went to a tournament that weekend and coached. Mm-hmm. And we did all right. We did all right. Yeah, we did all right that weekend. I mean, you coach. You didn't just coach. You coached all the games. I coached all the games. So that's six games, seven games. We did six games. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. three girls, three boys. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's what I do, and I didn't want to miss. Right. I did have to miss one, though, because I... That's I, right. So surgery was right away. Yeah, so I had to wait to like see the week, specialist. Ten day a week. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw the specialist, and he scheduled surgery right away because mm-hmm. in the x-ray, he had a feeling this happened, and it did happen. My Achilles tendon ripped from my heel bone. Um, I guess I had a bone spur that I didn't know about and it cut my Achilles like a razor. 
<laughs> away, away from the bone. And so I had to get surgery July 26, in which they reattached my Achilles tendon, mm -hmm. which was very nerve-wracking. I've never had any surgery before, so. But it went smooth. It did. It went smooth. Mm -hmm. I uh, met you and your lovely wife at yeah. your house to help get you in and get you settled, and mm -hmm. it was so reminiscent of um, so many times that I've run up and helped receive my dad after <laughs> this procedure or that procedure. Yes, yeah, Sue, Sue was worried, y'all. I was. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I knew you were going to be okay. I just wanted to get you settled. I wanted, We wanted to see you for ourselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, that yeah. sounds like someone else in your family. Yes. <laughs> yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I woke up, I was supposed to have a splint. <laughs> and I woke up in the cast. Uh -huh. And my wife was telling me, oh, it's because of this and that. But when I talked to the surgeon, because I'm a hypochondriac, ladies and gentlemen, every time I made a move, I thought I was messing up the surgery. Oh, my gosh, I know. So I called up the surgeon just to talk to him because we hadn't talked. And he told me he put me in the cast because I kept talking about coaching so he knew I'd be moving around. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I wish I never mentioned the coach. But no, but also I'm in the cast because what they had to do, they had to anchor my Achilles to my heel so you got to drill a hole in the heel mm -hmm. you put these plastic anchors in there and then your bones have to calcify I'm assuming over the anchors mm -hmm. to then have your Achilles in place yeah. and so the cast is on for eight weeks minimum because that's the amount of time it takes for the calcification process mm -hmm. and your foot was kind of pointed yeah they pointed you they pointed toes, my foot down which down. was killer mm -hmm. because you can't even if you're in a wheelchair, you can't put your foot flat. Yeah. It's it's insane. And you can't put it down anyway because if you put it down too long, like mm -hmm. I did yesterday, mm -hmm. I got home and my foot was swollen, swollen up. My yeah. poor toes. Yeah. So now I'm in a, I just went to the doctor last week. I'm sorry, I'm making this a medical podcast now. <laughs> and they uh, recasted me, put my foot up a little bit more. It's a smaller cast. Because you know, it is, it's much lighter. It looks it's much, much it's much lighter. The first cast was bulky because I just had the surgery, mm -hmm. and they didn't want me to mess anything up, and I didn't. And I had to miss one tournament. The first thing the nurse said to me, mm -hmm. "Can't go anywhere this weekend." Mm -hmm. Yeah. But during that tournament, the girls won another game, <laughs> and the boys won the title. That's right. So, yeah, you you were home with your foot up, and Victor and Joseph mm -hmm. took over the boys. Mm -hmm. And brought home that plaque that I'm looking at hanging on the wall. Oh, I there. didn't realize you hung it up. Yeah, yep. we hung it up. And, yep, and Joe and I took over the girls. And, and they won another game. And they won another game. They sure did. Yeah, it was a good, it was a, a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Yeah. I, was very, I was very happy and emotional. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And it was, um, fi we had, like, we got to be you. Like, we picked up a bunch of kids. We had a bunch of, yeah. you know, we took two cars full of kids and mm -hmm. had them at lunch and, you know, just did all kinds of stuff with them that I know you usually do because you're usually, yeah. you know, you guys are the ones picking them up. And, and it was super fun. I, we laughed so hard that weekend. <laughs> it's fun being around. The kids give you energy, man. They sure do. It, they, they really, really, really do. Um, you know, wh whether they're sassing you sometimes like they do or just hearing them banter with each other back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hilarious stuff, man. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, and so now 
you know, we moved along. And while I was getting an injury, something else was going on that I didn't know about. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, if you follow me on Instagram, then you already know this. But um, I was having some symptoms uh, and just knew it was time to get established with a doctor here. So I went to one who was a big old jackass. (laughs) 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 Didn't take any of my symptoms uh, seriously. Or he did in his own way, I guess. He just attributed them to other things. Um, I didn't really feel heard. And I knew something. I just knew something wasn't right. And I still know something doesn't feel right. So uh, he referred me to an OBGYN, which I went ahead and did down here. And I stumbled into this clinic that is fantastic. Um, met with a nurse practitioner and I figured a lot of the stuff that I was feeling was probably menopause, like perimenopause related. Like I'm 47. I'll be 48 in a couple weeks. Ooh. <laughs> um, you know, so I, yeah, I've just been real sluggish and had some discomforts and, uh, some unexplained weight gain and this and that. And so, um, talked with this nurse, nurse practitioner who was fantastic and said, was very comfortable talking with a woman of a certain age. I'm, I have, uh, about five years ago, was diagnosed with some autoimmune stuff, adrenal fatigue and some different stuff, and very common for women to have uh, autoimmune symptoms that don't necessarily connect really cleanly and beautifully to one diagnosis. Um, a lot of autoimmune stems from stress and, and aging and different things, so... Uh, she's real comfortable talking about that and believing it and understanding it. And just just as an afterthought, after we'd already talked about a, a game plan and s- some blood work and this and that, she said, you know what? Let's schedule an ultrasound of your abdomen just to make sure we're not seeing a fibroid or anything in there. Didn't really think she was, but she just thought she should just rule that out. I didn't even give it a second thought. Sure. I didn't think that she would find anything. So I went in a couple of days later. And there is a mass that they did find that they're pretty concerned about in my cervix. Which America she did not tell me about for a while. Yeah, I did. It took, well, you were having a tough couple days. Oh, sure. And I had to get on top of it a little bit. And we weren't sure if we were going to tell the kids right away, you know, at first. I'm glad you did, though. Yeah, I think that was the right thing to do mm-hmm. overall. And But, uh, it, you know, it just, I had to sit with it for a minute. And Joe really had to sit with it for a minute because anytime his mom came up with something like this, Listen, it was never good news. It's the fr- he's the first person I thought about when you told me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for him, and, and I think he's talked about that on our podcast as well. Um, it's so natural for you know I'm a hypochondriac, so I know mm-hmm. like your thought process goes to negativity right away. Mm-hmm. And for him, who has a baseline who has life experience with it, you know, your mom is the first woman you love and now the second woman he loves. Mm-hmm. Like, I can only imagine what his mind was, you know, what was going through his mind. Right. So we talked about a couple of things at first and I still don't have any answers. Um, but one of the things that he and I talked about before we told anybody else is that I've always, I've been very public and open about things and, and I had, you know, a website for years and years where I wrote about, uh, a, you know, life and experience from a woman's point of view, being a mom and a wife and reentering the workforce and, and, and working in fitness. And I mean, just different things, but from a very, um, 
sort of just authentic place mm-hmm. and and whether this is something or whether it's nothing um i had a really i had an experience that a lot of women would have kept a lot of women out of another doctor's appointment right. another and doctor's it, office and then it might have been too late you know so uh i felt like it was important to start writing about it and and posting about it and uh you know my first website is is long gone and you know we some of it has been published into a book, but f- for various reasons, you know, we just, we took it down when, kind of when I was done with it and, and blogging isn't really a thing anymore. So I've been doing it. I mean, it's a thing, but not like it was. Mm-hmm. So I've been using my Instagram and it, uh, it's amazing how many people have reached out, uh, with their own experiences or their own, um, uh, shared experience and being intimidated in a doctor's office and and feeling like we were crazy. Mm-hmm. So it, this turns out to be benign and something they get rid of and I can put away neatly in a box real quickly. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. Um, but the the thing that I really wanted to share and you know want to want to dialogue about is that you have to be your own advocate you have to you have to trust yourself you have to if you feel like something isn't right you can't let somebody make you feel like you're crazy about it because you're probably not yeah yeah and the funny story about that instagram post uh, my son (laughs) loves the old ears Mm -hmm. everyone every one of them he loves every single one of the old ears in his home Mm mm-hmm including Gio, whose last name is not Olier, but we he might as well. Exactly, exactly. He loves them all. Mm-hmm. And so I had mentioned to him, you know, like, you know, hey, listen, you know, Sue might be going through something, and he's he's pretty good friends with her daughter, and I was like, you know, just, if you can, like, in your way, just keep up with her. And he mm-hmm. said, okay. And I left it at that, because I don't, when people tell me things, I don't go Mm-mm. telling other people. That's, you wouldn't even tell your wife. I had to tell her myself. Right. I, so that's that's part of my deal, right? Like, so I don't do that. Like, you tell Ebony, okay? So when she put the post up, she did not warn me. Mm-mm. I gave my son Instagram when we were in Mexico. So he follows her on Instagram. And he came to me. I don't know where we were going. He comes to me. He says, hey, what is this post that Miss Sue wrote? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, I don't understand it. What does it mean? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, you know, so a lot of people were worried. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I am still. We are still worried. We're still yeah, worried. I mean, I'm worried too. But I've I've done my uh, WebMD. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately took to the Google. Right. <laughs> After I being a, told not to Google. Yeah. Anything. I use my Googles. Yep. I use my Googles. And you know, it, that's the thing. Like, you know, I um, I talk with your kids from time to time and you know what I tell them also is every there's a range of possibilities that mm-hmm. can happen mm-hmm. but when you love people you think the worst because you're worried about losing them right you don't think oh it could be benign mm-hmm. it could be stage one mm-hmm. or two where you get that thing out of there and mm-hmm. four months from now we good mm-hmm. but you don't think about those things you think about is this thing stage four? Right. Is my mom going to be? I'm dying. Right. Is mm-hmm. my mom going to be here when I'm graduating? Am I going to see my kids graduate and get mm-hmm. married? You, you think all those things. So I'm trying to stay positive. Well, and I you think know? it's important to work through all of that. It's it's part of the process. And I know people say things because they don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. But, you know, I, 
I've shared with you a couple of responses I've gotten yeah. that kind of were tough for me, not because they weren't well-meaning or loving, but because um, I'm sure they are. But you, I, I just really feel like you have to have respect for somebody else's process. And so my process of writing or considering not just that it could be nothing, but that it could be something mm-hmm. is mine and it's valid. And, and if I, I could walk into my follow-up appointment in a couple of weeks and, and if I haven't kind of run the gambit of what some of the bad things are, if I hear it then, yeah, I just think that would be awful. Yeah. No, I, I I always have a thing where like I um I hope for the best and prepare for the worst mm-hmm. in anything mm-hmm. like especially in, in coaching right like okay we're gonna win this game but if this happens I gotta be prepared for this mm-hmm. and it's that's what you're talking about right. so hey what if I walk in there and he tells me it's bad it's bad you know have a, do I know what that means mm-hmm. I don't want to be hearing that for the first time right yeah and I I feel like too after so many years of with my mom. Uh, advocating for my dad running through some of those scenarios will help me be prepared with what I need to ask and what I need to know and you know that time with your doctor is valuable they'll have people before me they'll have people after me and it will no doubt result in a referral to somebody else than more waiting and whatever even if it's just a simple surgical procedure to remove something Mm -hmm. and so I I just want to be ready I just want to be ready for that FaceTime and just to get the most out of it because I you walk away from any serious conversation and think of, over it in your head and oh I wish I would have said that or I wish I would have asked that yeah yeah so so we'll see I'm telling the story on social kind of in real time I have a few more posts in the hopper and I'm kind of letting them out as I feel comfortable with them but I won't uh everything got pushed back like a week like at this point we should be getting preparing for my yeah my news getting my news on Wednesday but my doctor's not working that Wednesday and the poor lady that called me to reschedule that I was nasty to and had to call her back and apologize <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she understood though well she said uh she, she did and she, and but she said that very often people don't call back and apologize so she appreciated that you know she, she probably did she probably uh-huh. told her husband about that uh-huh. or her wife uh-huh <laughs> yeah so and uh and then the next day after dealing with that emotional roller coaster, they called and rescheduled all my scans. I'm guessing what they did, what happened in the imaging office is they must have somebody quarantining. Mm. I mean, he's not, they're not, not having patients in there because somebody has got a head cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I got those rescheduled at another, another place and, and we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yep, so I have an appointment for September 2nd, but she said if the doctor gets the results before then, they'll call and squeeze me in. So I would assume they're going to get them sooner than that. Yeah. there's a week in between my scans and that appointment, a week and a half. So I'm just going to say about I, I have an appointment September 2nd, too. Oh, do you? Yeah, that's when I go get recasted again. Okay. All right, so we're counting down. Yeah. We're waiting, playing the waiting game. Yeah. It's easier now that I'm not taking those damn hormones. Yeah, you struggling a bit. Yeah, so they gave me 10 days of something. I probably, I don't know, even know if I should talk about some of the stuff by name because I'm not trying to prescribe or not prescribe or yeah. tell you you need this or that. But mm-hmm. I was on 10 days of hormones to get me ready for these scans, and it was, it was not, yet. I felt awful. 
Yeah, we mm-hmm. yeah a couple you know, miss a couple of practices mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. but but here we are. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we all anxiously await. Yep, right? we're all anxiously awaiting more news, more news. So while that was happening, we finished up our travel basketball season. We did. It was very successful. The inaugural season finally. Yep. Um, that inaugural a- season lasted a year. <laughs> it was. It was long. <laughs> I mean, and, and we did. We had tryouts last year and started it, and had to put it on pause. Because yeah, of COVID, that's true. So. We we did that. We had tryouts in February of 2020, mm-hmm. and then COVID messed us Shut up. Shut us down. And we we came back February 2021. We had some good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, good parental support. The coaches were great. And we ended up winning between all of our teams seven tournaments. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a good foundation for the future. Yep. And and people in town are noticing us. For real. So. For real. And that's good. I mean, we had, if I'm not mistaken, we had the only girls travel team in Flagler County. No, I think, I think, I think Winter Circle had one. But it was younger. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they had. A, I think they had a young team. I think. Okay. Shout out to Dell Winter Circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, th- I think they had one, and it was uh, it was a, but it was younger girls. Okay. Um, but we were the only two. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, not easy. It is not easy. Um, girls basketball does not get the support mm-hmm. that it needs, mm-hmm. and that's a shame. Yeah. Um, even yesterday we went to a tournament where some teams had to pull out and stuff like that, and it's just. I don't understand it, but what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? Keep do? trying. Keep recruiting. I am um, yeah. because I feel like we have something uh, special with the young ladies that we coached. Mm-hmm. And if we could add three or four young ladies who really, really care about the game, mm-hmm. that they could have a summer similar to the one the 14U boys had this year. And I, I have coached a lot of athletes, but – typically in more um, solitary sports, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, with triathlon, you're competing with yourself. I mean, you're competing with other people, but you're training yourself. Um, I pulled groups of people together and, and you still coach strategy and a plan, mm-hmm. f- you know, for the event and the race and all that. But so much of those coaching and training experiences had also had to do with what happened outside of the training. Um, the camaraderie of the team, you know, the experiences getting ready together, accomplishing, you know, a lot of the teams that I would train were uh, women getting together to do something for the first time, their first 5k, their first triathlon, their first Ironman, their first Spartan race. So, um, and there was, that was very similar. That was something that I could latch onto very quickly because a lot of these girls, it was their first girls team or their first team. Mm hmm. Um, and so a lot of it was about coaching them to come together as a group just as much as it was coaching dribbling skills. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, that's true. And, um, like, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, you know that, though. But, um, yeah, it was a total group effort. Like, mm-hmm. a, lot of these, a lot of these young ladies, and I didn't really understand that dynamic, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Like, I didn't understand why the girls wouldn't shoot the ball and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I remember you had a little pizza party here, and we watched film of the first the first mm-hmm. game we played. Mm-hmm. And they told me it was because 
they had played on co-ed teams where the boys took all the shots. Mm-hmm. And the boys did all the scoring. Mm-hmm. They weren't they weren't depended on or counted on or thought of to do those things. Right. And now it's totally different. They have to do those things. Right. And so that took a little bit of getting used to. I still have one young lady who won't shoot the ball. <laughs> Uh, but she's she's young too she's yeah, one of she's our young. younger girls she's so. young yeah yeah so yeah it was it was and i remember some of my first conversations with them very early on in the season in fact the first thing i said to him was you know i don't care what you do outside of the gym how you feel about each other when you walk out but when you're in here you're bffs you are <laughs> seriously because you know girls can be Especially middle school girls. You yeah, know, we got you lucky. Let that mean girl stuff come in, we, and we got real lucky. And we got really lucky with that. Yeah, we did not have any of that. Mm-mm. They were all together, yeah. all, all season. And it, you know, they struggled that time, so it could have been. They could have really turned on each other. Mm-hmm. And they really, you know, were all in it together. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So yesterday was our last tournament with them, and there were hugs and. Misty eyes and mm-hmm. texts afterward going back and forth. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're all so exhausted. I know my girl is ready for a rest. Yes. Well, you know, when you go hard like this, like, you know, people who really care about basketball, you know, you you play, you play, you play, you go hard. Um, and when you, you get to the end of this kind of cycle that we just had, we had kids that played rec league. They came from the rec league right to the tournaments. Mm-hmm. Did all the practices, all the tournaments. Some kids did all that and did work out at the high school. Mm-hmm. And you come to the end of that, and for the kids who are not in high school, it's a good time to just disconnect from it. Mm-hmm. And I and I mentioned that yesterday. Like, yes, you need to work on your game if you really want to be good. Mm-hmm. But this weekend is probably not the weekend to do <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> yeah. We just went through five months of tournaments and practices. And, you know... A lot of these kids are our rec league kids, and we, you and I have kind of said before, summer we don't have rec league, but last summer we did because mm. we had to finish our, yeah, our, mean, our interrupted season because of COVID. So they played last summer and last fall and last winter mm-hmm. and then spring yeah, they, and they, then into summer. Exactly. They went from, they went from the delayed spring season, which was in the summer of 2020, Mm-hmm. straight into the fall 2020, straight into spring 2021. Then we had Flag United tryouts. Mm-hmm. In February. And, in February. And then they finished up the rec league and went right from the finish of the rec league into the tournament season. Mm-hmm. Stayed with that all summer. And now, finally, they get a rest. They get a rest. And, you know, school started. School started, yeah. yes. Our so, season went on a little longer mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. And yeah. So, yeah. So, for me, you know, you don't want burnout. Mm-hmm. And my son, who is pretty good, even him, like, you know, the high school coach wants him to come to workouts, and I take him, but I don't take him every day. Mm-hmm. And if he tells me, you know, I'm tired today, I let him. Yep. Because it's gonna, there's going to be time. He's coming up on a time when he gets to high school, you know, if he, if he makes the team. <laughs> right. He's coming up on a time where he's going gonna, to, basketball is going to be a big part of his life. Mm-hmm. And so... I I gotta let him chill when I can. Yep. And I try to preach that. Like same thing with with Carol and Missy. I I tell her like I know I know she has things to work on, and mm-hmm. we've talked about. She knows she has things to work on, but you know, chill out for a minute. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like I'll, I'll text you when I get this boot and we'll go out there and we'll do some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't have to. Yeah. You know, I'm a big balance person. There are a couple of things she wants to do and I think it's sweet that she doesn't get to do during basketball season. Like she wants to go get a manicure. Yeah, she, she was so happy done. about that. I know. Joseph had been wanting to get his nose pierced, but he wouldn't because he'd have to take it out. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs a period of time where it can heal before he takes it out to play or whatever. So, you know, Carolyn wants a manicure for her birthday. I'm going to take her and get her nails done. I wonder when my son is going to ask for like his ear pierced. <laughs> you should come ask Miss Sue because I say yes to no, all I of mean, it. No, the reason I'm asking <laughs> that is because when I was in the eighth, ninth grade is when I got mine. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah. I, I wonder if he ever thinks about that. I wonder. Joseph started asking for his ears pierced young. And I, at first, I think, said, no, wait till you're 16, wait till you're 16. We didn't wait. I don't even know why I made that up. No, my mom told me I, I had to wait, and then one day she took me to the mall and got him. That's kind of how it went. I mm-hmm. took him to, were we already living here? Because I took him to the, I feel like we took him to the tattoo shop in Wilson to get him done, but I feel like we were back there on a visit. Oh. So maybe it was for his 15th birthday that we did it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Anthony desires that even. I don't know. He doesn't talk yeah. a lot about that stuff. Well, both my kids want their noses pierced. And Joseph has been asking for a tattoo since he could speak. <laughs> so we started that a little young too, but whatever. I mean, he was still late in the game compared to some of the kids he was playing ball with. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's not like it was when we were kids, though. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, back then, those things were a little bit taboo. Mm-hmm. Now it's commonplace. Like, 99% of the people you meet have tattoos. Right. And young people are getting them. And, and that he knew very clearly some of the things he wanted, and none of them were like a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were pretty meaningful. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, they're all, let's see, they're on a basketball break. Our kids have started school. Joseph starts school tomorrow. He starts college tomorrow. Good, yep. He and his, I don't know if I should talk about this, but. No, I don't know. You know, he's very proud. He is, but he has one class on campus in Daytona, and the other ones are going to be online. Yeah. And he's riding to school with someone special. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. They have that class together. Look at that. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can pass it together. It's a math class. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm in support of them doing it together, you know. Oh, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Does that catch us up? Yeah, that pretty much is it. Um, yeah, that pretty much is it. So one of the things that um, I was going to bring up to kind of get us back to being strongly worded mm-hmm. was that... Um, the Facebook memories, looking at Facebook memories of this time last year. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, this is when we were birthing the idea of this podcast after watching all of the events of the summer. I think yeah. we recorded our first podcast in October. Yeah. Did we? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. And we're getting close to October. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. So last summer we were... You know, I've seen some of the the uh, Facebook memories. Well, earlier on, and we talked about this about our march in Benel. Yes. And um, and now, what cracks me up about the Facebook memories is now we're talking about the same crap now. Same crap. Masks and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the we wild, wild west down here in Florida. It is. Well, and you've said a couple of times you think we're going to shut down again and not in Florida, I don't think, because our our governor didn't want to do any of it the first time around. And here we are again. Yeah. Mask up. That's my that's my advice. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to every minute of that last school board meeting. I knew what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I've been to those. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is what I don't understand. Well, I actually let me take that back. I understand it. I don't understand how people don't. This country, which I love, I'm not going anywhere else. So please don't mm-hmm. don't comment. Go find another country or go back to Africa. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that. Okay, <laughs> like I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But we got to have a serious conversation about this country. Like, this country has never been about empathy. Mm-mm. And then people say, well, what do you mean? If it was about empathy, we would have never had slavery. Because if you care about other people, right. you would care enough to see that's wrong. Right. We would have never had restricted voting rights for right. blacks or women mm-hmm. or the glass ceiling or none of that if mm-hmm. there was empathy. Mm-hmm. And, and there's people who ask me, like, how does that, and relate to what we're going through now. Well, hey, dude, you don't want to get a vaccine. That's your right. Okay? Listen, I know plenty of people who I love don't got a vaccine. I get that. It's your right. Like, we can't have it both ways. It's your body, your choice, right? Other, the other people have it both ways. I get that. I'm not going to have it both ways. But if you don't got the vaccine, you got to wear a fucking mask. That's it. You can't not take the vaccine. And then not wear a mask. Right. If I had known know that I can spread it and I got the vaccine and I wear a mask in places that requires, why can't you? Right. It's because you don't care. You don't have I the know, empathy. because masks are about protecting other people. Right. Not about protecting yourself. This is what, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so we've never, in this country, we've never been about protecting other people unless we're protecting them in Afghanistan, it seems. Mm-hmm. So these people who don't want to wear a mask in school are posting about Afghanistan. Right. <laughs> well, and I mean, you said you said my body, my choice, right? When it comes to this vaccine, but not when it comes to other things. You know, like the right. the, the the issues are just getting so muddled and and we so many people arguing with me about the vaccine are vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, polio, maybe the chickenpox, possibly shingles. But like, and for me, that's cool. You don't want to get the vaccine. You want to take a chance with your life. Take the chance. But look at all the hoops you have to jump through to get your kid in school. You get your kid in school if they're not. I know. Vaccinated for for those things. We've been doing this for years. Yeah. And so suddenly now it's not good. And that's fun. like I don't even go to that base. My baseline argument: you don't want to get the vaccine. You got to wear a mask. You can't do both. Right. Like I deleted a friend on Facebook because of it. Mm-hmm. She said, "I don't got to. I don't have, have have my son wear a mask." Well, you know what? You don't care about other people. Right. And she said, that if that's how you feel, it's how I feel. Delete. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to care about, I care about other people. But some people would say too much sometimes. You got to do that, though. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, there's people that I love a lot that don't have the vaccine. But if you don't have it, just wear your mask. And if you do that, then we good. Yeah. And back up. <laughs> like, we good. Like, I'm seriously totally fine with people still having to stay six feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally cool with the stickers on the floor at Walmart. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so we're going to get back to that soon if we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have 
you know, we have a governor who is willing to take funding away from school districts and boards if they don't, you know, do it if they and that's another thing. Mandate so masks, and we have f- three of our five school board members who are making decisions based on pseudoscience. And when did we have to used to argue about what facts are and what science? No, is? because oh, see, I gotta. I see, this is a, a whole other part. See. This is just my opinion, King. <laughs> That's why we're here. Right. So it used to be when you had degrees that they meant something. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you're the smartest person in the world. No. It doesn't. Okay. I know that. I know the people dumb as doorknobs got degrees. But we used to value scientists and all that kind of stuff until women and minorities started getting access to this education. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden... They cannot be as smart as us. Right. So now we don't believe science anymore. Because mm-hmm. when I was in school, we believed science. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying everyone's like that. Some people, but that's the deal. Okay? Like, now we don't believe in science. What, I'm not going to argue science with people. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't post. I, I'm not going to argue science with you. Right. Like, I'm not going to question Dr. Fauci because you found something on Google. Right. Like you're a freaking. While you were in the bathroom yeah. scrolling on your phone, you found something that supports your opinion to be right. a like, jerk. Like I'm an accountant. I'm not telling you about infectious diseases. I can tell you how to make journal entries. I can tell you. But I'm not. What qualifies you to do it? Right. Like. Right. You. Like, you, you. It's such an interesting uh uh, form of privilege that I, you know, I've shared with you a couple of screenshots from some people that I knew here or there, these totally looking alike, white, wealthy faces talking about, I don't, I don't parent with the government, you know, my kid, my choice, my kids not, aren't gonna, you know, be masked or do this or that. And it's my choice that, and those are the exact people that would get the finest medical care when they get sick. Right. So, and and like, my thing is like the hypocrisy of it all Mm -hmm. is a killer to me because, you know, we got people, Oh, we're not about big government. Okay. If you're not about big government and you're about states rights and local rights, Mm -hmm. then why are you DeSantis threatening people who are making decisions based on their lives? Mm Mm-hmm. So you're not about big government until you are. Man. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to follow the scientists and live long. Amen. And I'm going to listen to my doctors. Yeah. Not Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we never left the microphone. Like, <laughs> what in the world? Here we are, still strongly worded after all this time. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so here we are back again. Lots lots of topics to cover. Um I get some of these awesome uh guests rescheduled. But please keep posting these idiotic things. Well, it gives us content. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think our listeners post idiotic things unless they're poking fun at them. No, I'm sure we have listeners that <laughs> po- <laughs> We love you all too. <laughs> From 6 feet away. With a mask on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please find us at the Strongly Worded Pod on Instagram, 
the strongly worded pod group on Facebook or on Twitter at the strongly worded P. Yes, and we, we're going to turn our social media over to somebody soon. I hope we are. We have uh, we have somebody that would like to at least take over our TikTok or please take get it, it going. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> take it all. Take it all. If you would like to follow uh, my health journey on Instagram, I have revived the one from my website, Mrs. Fatass. So you can come follow there for for those happenings. And uh, yeah, That's we'll do it. something on TikTok eventually. Yeah. We, yes, we are. With our intern. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, Johnny. It was good talking to you again. Yes. Hopefully. Well, we'll we'll, we'll try to do it weekly. But yeah, no, hopefully, we're going to. Hopefully. Yeah, we're back by, on Sundays. Hopefully by the time the end of September hits, I'll be in a boot and I can actually walk in here. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. I had everybody on alert waiting for you to pull in the <laughs> I driveway. Like, like, like I pulled up and I saw all the cars out the yeah. driveway. I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> like, why is, what is going on? We care. Yeah. We watched you get all the way in the house yesterday when we dropped you off after the game I know, before we left. I know, yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, why? Are all? I was like, oh, okay. All right, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as I play, here comes Joe. Hey! <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, until next week. Yes, till next week. We we will see you next week where we will talk about something else. <laughs> something else. <laughs> something else. All right. And because we haven't done it in a while. Strongly <laughs> worded which I haven't listened to the song. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes.